to The Signal Podcast, the podcast that raises your frequency. I'm Maury Fontanez, purpose coach to some of the leading voices in our culture today, from top CEOs to Hollywood stars, best-selling authors to world-class artists. In coaching these incredible humans, one truth has become abundantly clear. No matter who we are, we all carry pain, joy, and the desire to feel connected to a sense of purpose. This podcast is my way of extending some of the powerful lessons of my proven method to you so that hopefully you too can be inspired to heal the white noise of your limiting beliefs and tune into the signal of your intuitive wisdom. Welcome to Signal. Hey guys, so the second season of Signal has wrapped and I thought that I would really spend some time with you guys as as the season has ended to talk about my reflections about doing a podcast where I was live coaching uh, really brave, courageous, incredible people uh, and share some of my own thoughts about what I learned, but also honor the work that these really amazing guests did. So today, what we thought we'd do is go back and check in with four of our guests. So you'll get to hear their updates too. And it's really incredible to listen to them reflect on their hour and what they did with that hour. Uh, I hope that it is inspiring for you all too. And, and for those of you that haven't heard the episodes, it's a great chance to go back and listen to those guests uh, now that you've seen where they are on the other end of it. You know, when I started thinking about season two with my production team, we knew that we wanted to do something a little different. For those of you that listened to season one, you know, those are really short snippets, maybe 20, 30 minute episodes where I dug into different moments of how intuition can show up in our lives, how it can be blocked by our trauma or what I call our limiting belief systems. We had questions being called in. It's a really dynamic format that, you know, I think worked and that we love, but we kept getting feedback that people wanted to see what coaching with me was. What is intuition coaching? What is purpose coaching? And so we did, I think, something that, you know, was difficult to do, which is set out to find a dozen people who were willing to come on a podcast to share their deepest, darkest fears and desires and hopes and go through a coaching process that they knew very little about. Um, And I have to say, my biggest takeaway from season two is just how courageous people can be. I don't know that I could have done what so many of our guests did this season which is to be so open and honest and vulnerable in a public format, many of whom shared their names, uh, shared their sessions on social media, and to talk about things like their childhoods, their relationship with their parents, their dynamics with their significant others, you know, things that are hard to talk about. And I think mostly their dynamics with themselves, the naysayers within their own minds, the inner critics that they were so honest and open about. And I didn't expect that level of vulnerability, which I think was my anxiety at the beginning of the season was how much are we actually going to get? Because, you know, I coach people who spend 12 to, you know, 20 weeks with me going through the various 
moments of their lives that have created the white noise that's blocking their intuition and trying to heal those beliefs so that they can hear what their higher self has to say. And then once we get through that phase, we'll really start to introduce them to their higher self. We'll help them understand what does your intuition sound like? What does it feel like? Where can you meditate to go find it? Where can you go find it in your day to day? And in my experience and in this work I love with these incredible clients I have, it's it's a journey. It takes weeks and weeks and weeks. And I have been blown away how in one hour on this season, uh, these people showed up with, again, very limited understanding of what they were about to experience and navigated that whole trajectory of identifying their limiting beliefs, of figuring out how to heal at least one of them and of at least finding an inroad to their higher selves. So I want to say that, you know, I knew that this method worked and that there was some quick payoffs from my clients. I don't think I expected the quick payoffs to happen in an hour. And and now it's been actually really validating to me around the method that even in an hour, if you spend time being honest with yourself, if you spend time with those parts of you that were hurt at some point in your past, and you try to see how they're stuck in that story, and you work on being with them in that story, that those things can heal. And that even in an hour, you can tap in to that higher self, that inner wisdom that maybe you hadn't been hearing. And you can introduce the two, the traumatized, the painful, the sad one, to the one that has this knowing about where you're going, what your purpose is, and how to thrive. And that dialogue between that that higher self and the one who's stuck in the limiting belief, that dialogue is what it's all about. That is the work. And I really believe that in this season, through these really incredible guests, we showed time and time again, episode after episode after episode, that it is so possible. It's so accessible. You don't need to join a course. You don't need to quit your job and go join a monastery. You don't need to, you know, feel like you can't do this in a practical way that fits your life. I think that these guests showed that this method is so doable in your day-to-day life and in parallel to all of the other great things that you're up to and all of the other things that you're trying to work through and heal. So I think my biggest takeaway is just immense gratitude to the people who showed up to do this work on this podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you were inspired by it. I was. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about my own limiting beliefs, honestly, around what I was capable of. You know, this method is something I developed myself over time. I come from a corporate background. I did crisis management and change management and marketing campaigns for Fortune 500 companies. I'm not a trained coach. But I also have always been in touch with my intuition. I've always been able to tap in and hear it. And once I realized that was my gift, and in fact, that was the gift I was using in all of those high pressure situations in the corporate world, I realized, oh, no, there's something here. There's something here for executives. There's something here for anyone, for creators, for authors, for performers, for parents, for those that are trying to navigate relationships. And I've been so gratified that 
I have clients who are doing incredible things in the world that are telling me this method is working for them. But the podcast really, really showed me that this season. So that is my biggest takeaway. All right. Well, I would love for you all to hear some updates from some of our favorite guests. Uh, we're going to start with Nico, actually. Nico joined us in episode three, where they talked about some of the you know, fears they have around their life changing in wanting to bring a child into the world. They shared very openly their journey with their partner uh, around IVF and what that is like as a performer who has to juggle many different roles, not just at work, but at home, and how this change would affect their lives and also the fear that came with just IVF and the unknown. Hey y'all, it's Nico Tortorella here. Wanted to touch base after my episode with Maury. First of all, happy season finale. Um, after my session with Maury, the biggest thing that stuck with me definitely was the sense of unconditional freedom that we all have access to in one way or another. And I think that uh, I, I was holding myself back in a lot of areas of my life and uh, expecting some things from other people <laughs> when in actuality, like I just have to put myself and my freedoms first. Uh, and that can be really scary, right? Uh, especially in this, this climate, but uh, it has definitely worked in my favor. So thank you, Moy, for reminding me just how powerful we all are. And my most exciting update since my session would definitely have to be, we're having a baby. Uh, best news ever. It is incredible. I can't even put to words the feeling that we've arrived in one way or another. And our baby is just just on time. I love you all. Thanks for listening to everything. Maury, thank you so much uh, for the work that you do in the world. We'll talk soon. Much love, y'all. This is the most exciting update that we did not expect for Nico to share, that they are having a baby, that that IVF journey that we were working on them having faith in, in the session, really was a fruitful thing after all. So just so happy for Nico and their partner and really so touched by something that Nico said around the session reminding them to put their freedom first. I love that. And in fact, I actually was having this conversation with my sister recently. I was asking her, what's the one thing in life you value the most? Uh, and I asked her that because it hit me as I was walking along the beach here in Santa Barbara, that the thing I value the most in life is freedom. That everything I have done in my life from my childhood to today is actually uh me chasing that sense of freedom, whether that be working for myself or where I live or how I parent or the kind of relationship that I brought into my life, that freedom is the thing that I value the most. And so when I heard Nico say that the session was a reminder to put their freedom first, that really hit me uh, because I value that so deeply. And I love that. And I think that, you know, it's so incredible to hear a performer who exists in a world where what other people think and how other people receive you 
is such important currency to your success. To have the courage to say, and still, and yet, I am going to focus on me and my truth and what fills me and what makes me feel free. Because the truth is that as they do that, as any of us do that, we will magnetize others to us. You know, Nico's purpose is in performing. There is no doubt about that. If you've ever watched them, you know that they were made to do it. And in living your purpose, the only thing to do is live that in line with your truth, with what you need in order to feel free. And the rest of it will come undoubtedly because it's your purpose. So I loved, loved Nico's update. And thank you to Nico for, again, coming on and being so open and vulnerable with us. Let's move on to a an episode that I thought was so relatable. And I, I heard that from a lot of people who listened. Val, in episode two, came on to share her journey as a director of marketing at a big brand in doubting herself, in doing a job that, yes, she knew she was good at, but feeling this intuitive stirring, this gut feeling that was bubbling up that she wanted to do something else, that marketing wasn't really fulfilling her, that her purpose was outside of this thing she was excelling at. And in our session together, we looked at, well, what limiting belief is stopping her from pursuing the other career, which is focusing on inclusivity inside of organizations. And a lot of limiting beliefs came up for her around, you know, being ungrateful for how far she's come, uh, about being not smart about making this shift to an unknown career when she's already so successful at what she does. And and we identified that so many of those limiting beliefs come from uh, a common voice. Uh, Take a listen to that episode if you haven't. I think that for any of you that are operating in the working world, no matter what you're doing, and you have that notion that there's something else you want to do, but you're a little afraid to look at it because you're afraid to abandon the road you've already traveled very far down. Uh, listen to that episode with Val. That's episode two. I think you'll be really inspired by where we landed. And also uh, you'll really relate to some of the limiting beliefs that were stopping Val from jumping onto the thing that excites her most. My session with Maury was such an unlock. Before I talked to her, I felt paralyzed. Like I didn't know how to move towards my goal of pursuing a DE&I role. The biggest thing that stuck with me was Maury reminded me that I've been in situations like that before, where I was unsure about what the end state looked like or how to get there. She encouraged me to do what I did back then, which was to take bite-sized pieces, do the things that are closer in, and create movement in the direction I wanted to go, that I've been making moves and showing results within my own organization in the DE&I space. Last month, my role was expanded officially, and I was named our DE&I business partner, which felt amazing and has made me excited about my job again. I don't have to wait for chaos to let my higher self lead. I wrote this on a post-it and put it on my computer. I felt like up until now, I kind of let life happen to me. I waited for things to blow up, but taking on this mindset has given me more control of how and when decisions are being made. What an awesome update from Val. I mean, how satisfying is that to have 
if you listen to Val's episode and listen to her struggle with this desire to move into a DEI role and then to get this update that that's what happened after she really took the baby steps to figure out, well, what's the first next best thing to do? And what's the next best thing to do? And she invited her higher self into that conversation. And, you know, in my method, we really go through four stages. We, we identify the limiting belief. And I just talked a little bit about how we did that with Nico. The next stage in the method is to heal that old story. And I really believe that that's what happened with Val, which is what allowed her to get over the obstacle, the naysayer in her mind, the critic that was telling her that she was being ridiculous for wanting something else when she was successful at her current role, to heal that old belief and get put it away so that it could create this opening and that she could be creative. She could be abundant in the way that she pursued this other role. So I'm just really excited for Val. I can't wait to hear what she does with this new role. Again, when it's something is your purpose and you begin to do it, you cannot help but attract success and impact for the best of those around you. And I just get so excited when I hear people get on that path. So the next stage in the Mori method is to, once you've healed those stories, you're reducing that white noise, we call it, from all of those fears and anxieties. So you can what? Turn up the volume on your intuition. And this next guest, I think, really embodied that idea of going from a limiting belief to meeting her higher self or a voice that represented her higher self, her intuition, to really drop in and listen to what was best for her. This is episode 11 with Carrie. Carrie talked in this episode about wanting to stop people pleasing. And we spent a lot of time with Carrie identifying the difference between helping others and people pleasing. I'll give you guys the Cliff's notes here, which is that helping others is about the other people and the impact on them. And people pleasing is about ourselves. It's about fulfilling our own need to feel valuable. One is actually helpful to other people, and the other is just reiterating a negative loop, a limiting belief system in ourselves that we don't have value unless we are doing things for others. And so we focused a lot on that, and we focused on how this people-pleasing is manifesting in Carrie's life in the way that she shows up with her family, the way that she allows others to drive her decision-making for her. And the way that that then translates into work and how she allows people to treat her in a way that doesn't feel uh, up to par with who she really is today. After my session with Maury, the biggest thing that stuck with me was the fact that in a lot of interactions, especially at work and sometimes with my family, when I would be prompted to have an emotional response, often that version of me that would show up was a younger version than who I am today. And just that knowledge and realization. And I feel like I've heard that a few times before, but there was something in the conversation that I had with Maury that helped me click that into place to say that a lot of the times my default response to some interactions is highly emotional. And perhaps that is a 15 year old version of myself and not the 40 year old version of myself. So just that awareness has helped me be cognizant of the fact that 15 year old me doesn't have to take the lead in those conversations. And just taking a deep breath and acknowledging that has helped me 
tremendously. The recognition of 15-year-old me doesn't have to take the lead in all my conversations and interactions. And I feel like I have become more mature just by that fact. And I'm not trying to like squash 15-year-old version of myself. I'm trying to let them both coexist, but also know that, you know, I have much more mature than 15-year-old me and that version of myself doesn't have to take the lead in conversations. The other thing is Maury gave me a really great uh, exercise to connect with my higher self. And it turns out my higher self takes the form of my grandmother. And so someone who I love dearly. And so I feel like as Maury helped me unlock like how to tap into that version of myself, I've spent a lot of time there with my grandmother. And that is just an incredibly beautiful thing. And I feel very much like whether it's my higher self or my grandmother, that's very special time. And I appreciate it. My most exciting update since my session is I have left my family's home in Texas and I am now again rolling around in my van. Uh, tonight I'm watching the sunset behind the hills of Wyoming in a patch of grass that is like the quietest I have ever heard. Like there's literally no sound anywhere. And I can't wait for the stars to come out. But I feel like she's helped me kind of like re remember that like I am in charge of my life and I get to make those decisions for what I want to do and so we got back in the van and we're out here living life me and my dog in the wide open spaces of Wyoming I am in charge of my life what an incredible reminder that Carrie I think just reminded us all of but that she is now carrying with her you know, what I love most about Carrie's update is that she is really helping to demonstrate that sometimes our higher selves show up in the form of others that we hold in high regard, that we hold as the wise ones. And that can happen for a lot of reasons. Most of the time it happens because we're learning to trust ourselves as being wise. And so it's hard for us to see ourselves as the one that is channeling this deep wisdom to us. And so oftentimes our higher self, our intuition knows how to show up in whatever form it needs to for us to listen. And in this case, it is Carrie's very beloved grandmother, who if you listen to the episode, you'll get to hear what a special relationship they had. And I really think it's important that Carrie has learned how to go spend time with her grandmother. And by that, I mean, in a meditative place, in a visualization, because her grandmother has passed, but to spend time with this entity who, of course, she loved and loves so much, but also who represents her intuition. It's a very good practice that she is getting into that is helping her tell the difference between what that voice has to say and what that voice thinks about her decisions, like living out of her van, because it brings her so much joy and it brings her to life versus what other people have to say. And for any of you people pleasers out there, that is so critical that bringing in this voice of your intuition or your higher self, as I call it, is so, so vital to you learning to value your own direction and guidance and opinion above that of others. When we 
feel that we exist to please others, that our value is in pleasing others, it is so hard to value our own thoughts and opinions above what others think. And so this dynamic of thinking about it as your higher self, as a wise voice that is always guiding you is so important. And if if you can begin to visualize it as Carrie did, as someone that you respect to start with, then that is the pathway in. But what I want for you is to get in the practice of listening to that voice over what others think. So our last update comes from such a special human. I really enjoyed this session. I enjoyed them all. I really, really enjoyed this time with Chris. Uh, This was episode 12. Chris is a musician and actually came to the session really aware of their own intuitive voice, which was really cool. I actually, in working with performers and musicians and authors, actually any creatives, I find that they have a deep relationship with their intuition, which is so cool. It's, it's why I love working with that set of people because the art that they're making is in a lot of ways being channeled to them through this intuitive place. And so Chris came into the session with a lot of experience with intuition and understanding what it felt like for them and what it sounded like for them. And so this last part of the method that I think Chris really embodied was living your purpose, right? You're identifying the limiting belief to start, then you're healing the old story. And once we've quieted that noise, we're amplifying our intuition to hear where it's guiding us. And the fourth step is to then live your purpose, to allow that voice to drive you toward your purpose. And by the way, one note here, it is a cyclical process. So we do not land at purpose at stage four, and then we're done with the work. Once we get to living and embodying our purpose at one level, it starts all over again. So we can heal those old stories at an even higher level. But back to Chris. Chris, in channeling their intuition, really just needed to be reminded that they are here for a reason, that their music has impact on their community and on the world around them. And that their limiting beliefs, their old stories about being good enough, about their art being good enough, about failure, uh, are the things that were blocking their ability to channel uh, writing and performing music. When they came into the session, they hadn't written or performed in a long time. And that's what we were going to work on. After my session with Maury, the biggest thing that stuck with me was the importance of experiencing becoming, that the practice and the creation and the sharing, um, the doing of my purpose is allowing me to become more of who I am and I can feel it happening. So it's taken my focus from an end goal uh, into presence and into the process and it feels like there's just endless expression and growth and joy there. I started performing again after almost six years of sort of hiding away and I'm writing a lot, I'm on stage, I'm sharing my music without these strict parameters of perfectionism around me and it feels so good to be evolving into myself and to be seen and heard as myself uh, for what feels like the first time ever. Talk about another satisfying update. I mean, we spent an hour with Chris. 
working on putting their music out in the world. And then for me to get that update that they are doing exactly that, I can't even tell you how much that has affected me and has been a reminder to me that this work that I do, even when my limiting beliefs get in there and tell me no one's listening, it's not worth it. Who are you really? That imposter syndrome to tell people how to live their lives. God, when I get updates like this from Chris, it just feels like I'm getting such a beautiful message of validation about the work, but also that people are capable of the work. You know, I'm just the flashlight. It's just a chance to remind you of what's within you. The people who are the heroes in all of these episodes are the ones who left and, and continue to follow that light to their higher selves and to really listen to it and to work around the temptation to give in to the fear voice. That's hard work. It is uncomfortable when your fear voice is just trying to protect you, but telling you not to, not to put yourself out there, not to create, not to take a risk. And then to do it anyway, man, that takes courage. And your intuition is there to guide you through it, but it really takes some discipline in listening to it, even when it's tempting to curl up under a blanket and not do that. So just so proud of Chris, so excited for what the future holds for Chris and their music. If you have a chance to check them out, I think that we've linked them in the show notes. Definitely uh, listen to their music. And, and listen to all of these episodes if, if you get a chance. If you haven't uh, had the chance to listen, please take a, a moment and just listen even to two or three sessions just to get a hang of what this method looks like. Because what I want for each of you listeners is to just try the strategies that we talk about in these episodes for yourselves. You don't need me. You have a higher self. That's the whole point. And if you listen to these really courageous people share their stories and watch them navigate the method, I actually think it can be really eye-opening. It really presents a roadmap for each of you to do so. So I hope you'll listen and I hope it's helpful and that all of these people's vulnerability will go to a very good cause. That is a wrap for season two. I have to be honest, as much as I enjoyed making these episodes, God, I enjoyed these sessions and these updates have just been just such the icing on top of the cake. If I'm being honest, they were really hard to make. I think if my production team were here, they would tell you that. Very different from season one, where it was mostly just me talking and and us deciding, okay, well, of everything that you just said in that episode, what are the most important points and how do we make sure we get them across in each episode? In season two, man, people were sharing so much rich information and emotion that it was really hard to turn it into an episode that people can listen to. So for those of you that tried to listen and maybe felt like, ooh, these are a little heavier than season one or a little longer, I actually, I really encourage you to give it a shot and, and listen to them through because as I said, they're going to give you a roadmap to do this work. Um, but I will also say, I don't know that we're going to make repeated seasons like this. I think that we are going to continue the dialogue, of course, about intuition and empowering each of you to tune in to your intuition. And for season three, we're going to switch the format up again. Uh, more to come on that soon. 
So for those of you that were fans of the quicker bite size episodes of season one, where we get into one topic around intuition or purpose or healing old beliefs, we are going to go back to something similar so that you get a chance to engage with this message in whatever way makes sense to you. I think season two has been such a beautiful artifact of how this work can go and how it works. And I do want to come back to doing sessions here and there with people because there is nothing that can replace watching someone's light bulbs turn on and watching that reunion with higher self and uh, feeling that it can be accessible to you too. So I so value that experience. And I think, you know, we'll come back to this, but I do know that there's so much more for us to do and explore around the topics of intuition and purpose. And I'm just really excited to keep bringing you that information. And I hope that it is really helpful to each of you because my purpose is to ensure that every single person that reads my work or hears my voice knows that you, within you, have an intelligence, a deep wisdom that is always there, that loves you unconditionally, and that is always, always pushing you towards your highest good and the highest good of others simultaneously, and that you don't need anyone else to tell you that you hold value, that your value is intrinsic, and that if you can heal those parts of you that were told or made to believe that you're not enough, that when you heal those parts, that intuitive voice can get louder and guide you even further. So I will continue to do this work. I thank all of you who have been listening and we'll see you back for season three soon. Thanks for listening to Signal. This podcast is hosted by me, Maury Fontanez, and produced by myself, Anais Aslami, and the talented team at Terra Firma, Casey Helmick and Lauren Hall. Please join us again next week for another great episode of Signal. Signal.